Are you recording right now? Yep. Craig oh. is recording for us. Hey, Craig. Hello again PES fans, I'm winning 11 fans as well of course. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to another episode of the Evo Web Interviews. Now I should have said in the intro to episode 1 that these interviews were recorded a couple of weeks before the release of the PES 2020 demo. So at the time of recording we'd seen some trailers, a few gameplay videos of the game and the PR blurb. Now I've tried to talk to people about their favourite PES games from the past because there's a big retro loving part of our community and I include myself in that. Shout out to the guys in the retro PES thread, keep doing what you're doing. But I also asked them how they feel about PES 2019 because of course PES 2020 is going to have a lot of that groundwork in it. So bear in mind a lot of what you're hearing is our hopes and predictions for 2020 without actually having played the demo. So I might actually follow up some of these interviews once the demo is released to see if anyone's thoughts have changed, whether that means their dreams came true or whether their worst fears were realised, whatever that might be. I also wanted to say that if you have anything to add to this episode if there's anything that you disagree with or anything that you feel very strongly about you can send in a voice message using anchor.fm forward slash evo dash web that's a lot of punctuation you can leave your voice messages regarding the episode and we may use those clips in a future episode so make sure to leave us a comment if you've got anything to add but anyway without further ado let's introduce today's guest You may have heard him in the Footy United podcasts, and if not, I recommend that you go back and download those. He's also appeared in those alongside someone else that we'll be hearing from later in this series. He's an old school winning 11 fan, and I'm sure you'll all know his voice already. We're going to play football. football. This is Chris Davis, and. Hello, my name is B Man. First PES I played was Winning 11-6 International. My memories were that I hated it at first because I was so the only you know footy game I was you know accustomed to was FIFA. Um, so I hated Winning 11 at first. Uh, almost returned it. I was like, why is it so slow? You know, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. And then I came across a gentleman's article who I reconnected with like 15 years later. On Twitter, he's like, dude, I wrote that article. Uh, this guy wrote an article about, you know, what you need to do to really get in if you're coming from, you know, EA to, to playing Winning Eleven. You have to think like a footballer, you know, all that fun stuff, and just changed my mentality as I was playing it. And um, yeah, man, I was I was I was hooked. I was a fan ever since. That's really cool. Have you spoke to him about any of the uh, current Pro Evos? Oh yeah, they suck. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. He's he's in Canada, I believe, and he's a doctor. Oh wow. And he was like he wrote for this like website. It was like a internship or something. Dude, this is you're talking, you know, twenty years ago. Almost. Almost fifteen fifteen to twenty years ago. He's yeah, he's a doctor now, he's in Canada. I, I remember I posted something. I think it was like soccergaming.com. I forget what the website was. I'm not I think the article might still be up. Um but anyway. I actually I found who did it, and I was like, "Does any?" I like tweeted something out like a couple of years ago. Does anybody know this guy? I'm trying to find this guy who wrote this article, and he was like, "Dude, that's me." So <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. I was like, "Dude, if it wasn't for you, I never would have fell in love with with you know winning eleven or Pez." So it was pretty funny. That's crazy. But you played FIFA before that. Yeah, yeah, I was you know FIFA '97 on PC had the indoor uh, indoor soccer. That that shit was cool. I remember the FIFA '97. I think Bird Camp was on the cover of that. My brother and I played that for a while. Uh, but yeah, that's what I was used to. So going from from those games to you know winning eleven, where it was so everything was so deep, it was so in depth. There was such a strong learning curve that you know. I just at first I was like, man, I you know this game sucks because I was trying to play like FIFA, just sprinting everywhere, um, or holding down the sprint button all the time. And uh, eventually, you know, I I found this guy's article, gave it a second shot, and yeah, here I am. <laughs> Crazy, right? What was it that made you 
decide to buy that winning eleven? Was it just a case of, oh, here's a football game I've not tried, I've not seen this before, let's give it a go, or was it a recommendation? Or yeah, no, it was this guy. It, it was um, this guy's article that uh, I hadn't. You know, I reread his article after the fact because I was like, why? Why is this game getting such high scores? So I was just I was on the internet in in school, uh, just like browsing stuff, like looking at gaming because I was big into gaming. Um, and I, you know, oh, there's this new soccer game that's a that's like the Madden football of of Europe or whatever it was you know winning 11 pro evolution and, and it's it was like the first iteration that was coming over the first winning 11 that was coming over to the state so I was like oh man all these scores are fantastic everyone's giving like 96 out of 100 98 out of 100 all the reviews were like you know it's it's the greatest football game ever made and so I was like all right I, I got to give this game a shot so yeah when it came out I went and I bought it and I was playing it. And I'm like, this sucks. I was like, well, what are these people talking about? Um, and then I gave it another shot after rereading this guy's article, and he was saying, "Yo, you really there's a learning curve. You have to think like think like a footballer would, you know, strategize the game and so forth." Um, that's what I did. It worked out. That's amazing. So, what's the last pairs that you put hundreds of hours into? Do you think it was probably it's it's funny. Um, it was probably winning eleven eight international looking back now winning 11 9 and pez 6 for us it was pro evolution soccer 2007 so that was our pez 6 winning 11 9 international was pez 5 um you go back and play those games now and you're like oh my god these games are amazing but i remember you know at the time i was in i think i was getting into college so you know i was playing them in college here and there but i just felt like at the time, I'm like, man, you know what? They didn't really advance the game that much from, you know, winning 11-6 and winning 11-7. So I, I at the time, was going, you know, this is kind of getting a little stale for me. I didn't appreciate the little intricacies and nuances and little changes that culminated to a different experience um, for PES 5 and PES 6. At that time in my life, when I was like what early early twenties, late teens, I guess. Um, so I, I didn't, I just didn't appreciate it at the time. Now going back, you obviously appreciate those games more. So I would say I didn't put a lot of time. I, I, winning eleven nine, I did, I did play. Um, you know, for you know, for a little bit. I, I think after, after you know, three four five months i just was like yeah this doesn't feel that much different than you know i was just expecting more of a leap and it was just more of a refinement and also you're in college so you're drinking chasing chasing chicks and all that so you know how that goes chris i uh, absolutely don't <laughs> but that being said uh, when you're talking about those kinds of um subtle changes that for me was always the major thing with pro evo was that with all the subtle changes you would within the first five six games you'd be thinking i can sort of feel these changes but they don't feel like a big leap forward and then after another 10 or 20 right you'd realize well actually tactically these changes change how the game develops right so what is what is it about those those kind of early pro evos that that you miss from the modern games our versions are pro evos five and six mm -hmm. what is it from those that you really that you enjoyed at the time that maybe isn't there now how long you got buddy I'm looking at my watch. Uh, about <laughs> an hour, but we'll try and keep it. Uh, there are other questions. It's all good. Um, you know what? I just think it's the depth. Really, really is just the depth that's missing. Um, it seems like they tried to dumb certain aspects of the game down to make it easier to develop. You know, you look at certain things, and for the sake of not trying to be redundant, you know, the reason that we had stopped the Footy United podcast was because we were saying the same things over and over again, and we were just tired of saying the same things. We were like, do people really want to listen to us say the same things over and over again? Um, uh, so, you know, I'll try to keep this brief in the sense, just the depth, you know, the tactical depth, the 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 depth of the AI, the organicness of the, the AI in attack, um, you know, the, the way the AI would change you know, change formations, change substitutions, depending on if they were winning or losing. You know, if you went into, a, and I apologize for the dog, uh, if you <laughs> went into, if you went into a, you know, if you were playing at the time, it was, do you remember it was the when 
W-E-N, if you played Winning Eleven. It wasn't the Champions League, it was the, the WEN Cup, I think it was. I remember it well, and the Wafer Cup before that as well. Yeah, that's what it was, the, the WEN and the, like, the Wafer. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you remember playing those games, you could be in the, the semifinals of a two-legged uh, tie, and say you're up 3-0 in the first leg. In that second leg, if you look at the AI's, uh, you know, your opponent AI's tactical screen, they would come out in this ridiculous attacking formation and their attack defensive level would be the highest, you know, for the entire game. So it was up to you to decide, okay, am I going to, if am I going to, you know, uh, try to go all out attack as well, put the tie away? Do I want to, you know, sit back and defend and maybe try to hit on the counterattack, but risk them, you know, scoring a couple goals early because they're going to be, they're going to come out really aggressive. Like, so there was this depth uh, from the AI that you just don't have today. And that's why I find the game um, just after, after, you know, a little bit of time with the AI just becomes so stale for me. It really does. It's the same, it's the same kind of build up, you know, that you don't see the organic, you know, changes, you don't see the, the tactical changes, you know, depending on score lines. And that to me, aside from, you know, some technical stuff with the gameplay, uh, it's just the depth, man. It, it's, it's the depth that is why, you know, you play this game for a couple weeks and people just go, okay, yeah, I've seen everything I need to see. And they just kind of shelve it. You're saying it's just the depth and it really is as simple as a few changes to certain areas would make mm-hmm. the entire game just a much more offline at least a, a much a much better experience i was talking to rock strongo um about this the other day and mm-hmm. he was saying that but well, um i said to him if you could say three things that um you don't like about pez 2019 what would those three things be mm-hmm. and he came up with the ai because the way that the ai plays is so um it's the same style for every team because the, yeah, it's the game plays, yeah, yeah. The game plays how it knows it will have the best success against you, which is the same that it will play for everyone. It's you know those kinds of chip through balls down the wing type stuff, and it's the same patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you're. Uh, this is me talking. You know, for me, it doesn't matter if you're playing against Fulham or if you're playing again. I always bring up Fulham because they, they particularly play this really fast, perfect ticky tack, first time pass. Mm-hmm. First touch, no no look passing type stuff that is I mean, Man City couldn't do it with as few touches as, as they do it in the game. And I'm not talking about superstar and legend difficulty, I'm talking about anything from top player up. That kind of team individuality just doesn't exist anymore. Right. And um anyway, he said, Yeah, number one, AI. And after that, do you know what? Probably not much. He said, I can't think of many other bad points to give to you because on the ball it's great the way that dribbling is and everything else response times it feels good but that one thing Mm -hmm. just makes all of it just useless it's not worthwhile and it reminds me of having i've made the analogy in the past of having a racing game that is the most realistic incredible kind of driving simulator where you've got one car the other car that you race against is on some kind of uh, tram rail where you just see them going off on that path and you, it's going to be the same every time there's nothing you can do about it and there's no kind of variety to if you played another car it would be the exact same time and the exact same path around the track mm-hmm. the exact same turning ratios and everything else even though it's you're supposed to be going from a formula one car to a rally car to you know some clapped out 1960s beetle or whatever it might be it's all they all have the same response the same turning ratio the same i don't know car terms so i'm making a fool of myself now but you get you get you get what i mean that they're supposed to be drastically different Mm -hmm. but actually they are identical in the way that they perform does that make sense absolutely and that's you know um ai is i think we kind of you know mentioned this a little bit on on evo web recently and if you look at the uh e-football Pez 2020 discussion thread. I have to get the full name in there now. <laughs> um, if you look at the last couple pages, what pages from like 85 to 92 or something, it's, you know, the discussion was about just, you know, they've made, they've made all these changes to on the ball stuff every year. The on the ball stuff is not the problem. 
That's where you excel. Look at your other deficiencies and see where you can make them better. I mean, in these videos of Pez 2020, you can still see defenders retreating to a spot. You know, defenders don't step up when they should step up unless an attacker enters their quote unquote, you know, spherical zone that is around each player. So the defending still has issues. There's gaps between, you know, the lines, which, you know, they made the pitch bigger. There's gaps between the lines, just giving the opponent just artificial space. I mean, the game is just built, it looks like. They're building it to give the attacking player just this artificial space where you can just do two passes and bypass midfield. And it's boom, you you have one-on-ones everywhere. And that's not... That, that's not footy, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just, you know, it's 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 little things like that. And I put a video in, in the thread of, of uh, a PES 2014 match between a guy and, and the AI. Um, and it was just, obviously, PES 2014 had its issues with keepers, had its issues with response times. But they were trying to do something with that barycentrophysics, that, that um, the weight, the inertia, the animations just looked, everything just looked really crisp. It, it, it looked like a real game of footy. The, the lines were um, condensed. You know, the AI didn't have those issues. Uh, the AI attacked differently. You saw Bale dribbling at people. I, I mean, it just had this organic nature to, to the game. They just needed – it was like a tech demo though, and they just needed to improve upon that. I equated it to FIFA 07. FIFA 07 was a tech demo. FIFA 08 um, did a lot of really nice things, but it had major response time issues. And then FIFA 09 came out and totally just took off, and it was like – Pez just needed to continue on from Pez 2014, but Japan got scared because of the blowback from the response time issues, and they totally changed everything going forward, and and they've they literally dumbed down the game, and you look at just the, the tactical system is there to help the, the AI, and that's why... You know, all of this stuff, it's like they tied in the AI to the tactical system that they have implemented so they can essentially have, okay, you know, different patterns depending on the tactical system, if that makes sense, instead of it being organic. So they tied in with the new tactical system that they've had the last five years or so. They've tied in the AI to that because I guess it's easier for them to program. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just like they're almost like taking shortcuts and then they just focus on the on-ball stuff every year. And it's like, dude, the on-ball stuff's not the problem. You have other issues here and clearly you, you either don't want to address them or you don't feel like they're a problem, which is why you know, year after year it's just like, man, do, is Pez ever going to be the same again? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's my overriding feeling as well is that is are we ever going to get that kind of tactical importance and that realism of positional play recreated in a football game again rather than just as you say creating that artificial attacking space so that every game can be a front to back like you know people use the um, comparison that it's like a basketball match in that you can just go from back to front within seconds and as you say that 2014 the changes between 2014 and 2015 there's a much bigger gulf there in in between those games than there are in any of the games since. And e- even saying that, 2017, I thought was um, not a bad Pro Evo for in terms of the modern Pro Evos. I didn't think it was a bad game at all. And I remember saying at the end of that review, all that I want to see from here, um, if we take if every year is going to be small steps, which which it always is, and you can say that that's the development team not having the budget of, of other uh, you know big developers which which is probably true mm. even though konami have just had their most uh, record breaking profit year by the way i know right they're raking the profits but it's just not going right. back into the uh, into <laughs> development but anyway that, that's another thing um right. <laughs> i was saying that look this plays great on the pitch and if it's going to be small steps then really the off the pitch experience the master league and everything like that is so just there's nothing to do week to week compared to uh, not even compared to FIFA, but compared to Football Manager, which might be a bit too in depth for, for some people. But there's stuff to do mm-hmm. in terms of player interactions. I mean, your your players are your slaves in Pro Evo as it stands. That might change in 2020, but in, you can sign a player on a 10 year contract or whatever the maximum is, and if you never play that player, they're fine with it. You don't get any blowback from them. You don't get any. Uh, 
you don't get them coming and saying, why aren't you playing me? I want to go and play for a better team. I want to go and mm-hmm. uh, go back to where I came from because you're not playing me. You just keep paying them the money and there's no interaction required at all. And there's so many right. bigger parts of Master League that really could could use that kind of beefing up. And of course, talking about the AI and the team, the variety between teams, that would all have been really beneficial. But then we come to 2018 and again, it's all about on the ball. And the AI actually, for me, took a step backwards because from release, 2018 was just spam through balls to the wings and right. countless back heels one after the other. And I, I remember doing the video review of that and saying, this feels like a step backwards to me, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I edited Manchester City's players so that they had the lowest attributes available, which I think is 40 out of 99. And then <laughs> I think re- you're right. replayed the game. And it was exactly the same as before I'd changed those attributes, which just said to me, this now relies entirely on things like the player skill cards, and it relies on the difficulty level that you're playing on, more than it relies on what those players are actually like and what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem to be a part of the the equation anymore, which is is why I think (laughs) that it's why guys like you and I loved PES 5 and PES 6, because that's where that was so important. Do you remember playing... The PES 2018 beta was pretty good. That was a that the that online beta, and the funny thing was with that is it, it polarized people because people were used to playing a game a certain way, and the defending was very free, it, it, very manual, and just like in real life, you know, if you had in real life, in real life when you press, there's certain areas of the pitch you want to press. Otherwise, you you leave yourself op- open to gaps if you're not pressing fully as a team. And that, you know, that beta did a great way because I used to love what FIFA previously was doing with their pressing, where if you pressed with with three four guys, um, and you played around that press, there was just gaps to exploit. And in PES, the way they have it now, they had it in the demo for or the beta for PES 2018, but now what they have essentially is if you press and play around that press, guys just like sprint back like jackrabbits back into their spot. And you don't always feel like you can take advantage of it unless you're you're playing, you know, ping pong. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case. Like there's just things that I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here, but you, you get what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to stop myself. You were talking about that the thread then where we were talking about the videos of 2020 and you were posting a video from 2014 and saying, you know, look at how the defensive lines and the positioning is back then. I saw in one of the United versus Legends videos the other day where the human uh, player was the Legends team. I don't know if you saw this in the thread. As soon as the Legends team get the ball back in their own, uh, it's around their own penalty box, Mm -hmm. Pogba just starts running like he's seen a small child on fire yeah. in the front of a stand behind his goalkeeper and is absolutely he's running like Usain Bolt down from the edge of the opponent's penalty area to the middle of the pitch just absolutely screaming down the pitch mm. and the guy who's next to him who's playing for the Legends team who ends up receiving the pass he doesn't run towards that guy and he doesn't put any pressure on that guy Pogba's not pressuring that guy at all he stops in the middle of the pitch and then just carries on running past him to go towards the goalkeeper, paying absolutely no attention to any of the, the legends players who he could go and put some pressure on if that's what he's running back for. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like the defensive AI at the minute is you run back to this exact position right. and wait, and you wait for someone to enter your It's so structured. It is. It's so basic, though, right. isn't it? That's the frustrating part, you know. That, that there was these basic elements that were there 15 years ago and they're gone now, which makes me think that it's a design choice. They're having a design choice to try to make the game as open as possible because they think that's what people want. They want an open game with, with end-to-end action, with, with shots on goal all over the place. You know, that's why it's called eSports now. You know, nobody wants to watch an e quote-unquote e-football match that's a KG, KG match with with very low shots. Is that going to entertain the, the YouTuber masses? No, it's not. People want to see end-to-end action, these ridiculous Ronaldinho skills, uh, and they want to see goals. That's what people watch these YouTubers for, and, and clearly by the name of the game, that's what they're going after, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely their, their target now. And mm-hmm. when you've got these guys 
you know, picking PA3 online and hitting the ball around. Like, it doesn't matter what team you pick when you pick PA3, everyone's going to have the perfect first touch. The pass is always going to get there. And I think if you're having, if you're hosting an esports event and you're showing something that's supposed to replicate football, is that not really bizarre that, that you, I mean, I don't even know why that's in there in the first place anyway, PA3, because PA1 is very, very assisted as it is. Mm-hmm. And I was having this um, discussion with the guys from, uh, I think it was Barry from Pez Universe, um, and he said, well, you know, you've got younger kids and stuff who play the game who might want to play with their with their family. And for that, from that angle, I completely understand it. But if you're going to play online, why is that option there? Why is anything above PA1 available at all online? Right. That's where I, I don't really... It just doesn't make sense to me. Right. But if that's the audience that they're going after, so that's what we've. Uh, that's the era that we're in, I guess. It's it's funny because it's like they're trying to survive by bringing in younger audience, but that younger audience is clearly geared more towards FIFA. Why wouldn't you make a game? See that now? I'm just getting redundant. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I know where you're coming from. Okay, so you've played a few games of Pez 2019. Well, I'm saying a few. I don't know if you've got a copy of the game anymore. Or... I played a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, pl- I played a lot. So what, what is it that you like about Pez 2019? What are the best bits for you? Uh, the on-the-ball stuff, the ball physics. Um, uh, early on, I really, really liked the, you know, the ability to... Uh, turn players i just love, i love the way they the physical players feel the cavani's you know the harry canes i think they did a great job of of how they feel um you know with the controller in your hand um i would say that is that's my son crying but i would say that is he's a big um, he's a big pez fan and he is just waiting for you to say something bad that's why he's crying he knows that it's coming no I, I, it, the early on um the the best of Pez 2019 was when it first came out and you would play online with friends that had really good connections as well. I mean, I had some, you know, some great matches with friends all across the U.S. with a guy named KG who writes for OperationSports.com. Uh, we would have some just fantastic matches. Uh, it really felt like the game was, you know, very rewarding from a, a, a online standpoint. One v one, if you played against like my people who weren't trying to spam anything uh, who just wanted to play you know a good game of footy so early on uh, i really did enjoy pez 2019 i really did then i tried to get into master league and over time the ai just it kept feeling repetitive uh, and then also the patches kept coming out which seemed to dumb down the game more and more and dumb down the features and i was just like i can't play this anymore i, I just feel like there's a disconnect between what what the people that have been fans are looking for and expecting and what they think we're looking for and expecting or they just don't care and are like, we're going to chase a younger audience because we want to survive longer and we don't think we could do that if we just chase the hardcore fans, which is, which, you know, it just feels like that if you're, if you're going down the road of trying to out FIFA FIFA, you're never going to do that, which is why your best survival tactic would be to tr- try to be different but that that's just me you know what i'm saying yeah no absolutely and it's funny because you you liked uh you liked pez 2017 and i remember you and i had discussions where i was like how do you like that i hated it <laughs> yeah no absolutely and i think it's just an ai thing i think it's just because 2017's ai there is a difference between one team and the next and this is and you know what what why i hate it pez 2017 was because i felt like there wasn't a difference between the the individual players whereas you liked the difference in the ai i i just felt like the the individual players i didn't feel that individuality there that we feel in 2018 and 2019 from from just the player standpoint but i agree like the teams played different in 2017 the way that the teams play is different you can tell here's a team that are a little bit worse than I am and they're going to try and play on the long ball. They're going to try and go on the counter. And there's a real difference. The reason I don't, I'm not really into Pez anymore, anywhere near as much as I used to be, is that I played the team that were top of the league. I think it was, I was playing in Italy and I think it was Napoli. Mm-hmm. And it was a struggle. And then I played against the team that were, I think, third from bottom. And it was 
I managed, I think I beat them 1-0. And I thought, I've had to work for both of those results just as hard as each other. Right. And it shouldn't be like that. It's right. just every game has the same structure right. of if you want to keep the ball, if you want to wait for the right opportunity, whatever, you can do that, that's fine. But they will be so lethal when they get their chances that it doesn't matter if they're top or bottom, the end result is the same. I agree. And that for, that for me is how the, the modern games are now. Playing, um, I played PES 2019 last night and um, started a, I put together like a European, uh, Nations League just to uh, play against different nations across Europe and see if there's a difference between you know, playing France or Germany and then playing like the worst teams. Right. And the first game I had was against Switzerland. And after 35 in-game minutes, they had 80% possession to my 20. And you just think, I mean, what, whoever I'm playing as there, if I'm playing as England or if I'm playing as the worst team in the game, that's a ridiculous... I mean, that's Man City. Man City don't even get those kinds of numbers. And this is on... I think it was top player, I think it was, because superstar and above, you know that that's just going to be ticky-tacky. Yeah. That, there's just no representation at all of the different levels of a team, mm-hmm. never mind different tactics and uh, different flows of a match. The game definitely changes uh, from top player on. Like Top player is decent, but it doesn't give you that the type of maybe the challenge that you're looking for. Where a superstar gives you the challenge, but it's just unrealistic kind of challenge. Top player, maybe the AI plays a little bit more organically, but the challenge isn't necessarily there. Yeah, it's to me, it's a core engine problem, and until it's yeah, but that that's the other thing. If you if you demolish all this tomorrow and go, we're going to build a new game from the ground up, then it's not Pez anymore, and everyone who still plays Pez will go, oh. I, I, I've always thought that if they did go right, we're going to start a new football game from scratch and we're going to aim to make it the most realistic football game out there, it would feel closer to FIFA as it is now mm-hmm. than Pro Evo as it is now. And so you'd have a huge chunk of your audience who are used to that PES gameplay who go, whoa, I don't like this. This feels like FIFA and FIFA shit, so I'm out. And so I think that we're just gonna get PES games. Actually, FIFA feels more like old school PES in terms of at least what they're trying to do. Have you seen the uh, PES 2020 trailers? The stuff that's come out of E3. Uh, there's some gameplay footage as well that's emerged from an event at Carrington. A few guys like uh, PES Universe have uh, put some videos together, and uh, the guys over at Next Gen Blog as well. Have you seen those types of videos? I have. Excellent. That makes this a lot easier. So I'm going to go through each newly announced feature that's come out of either those trailers or that uh, Konami have mentioned through their uh, PR for the game. So Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is just go through each one of these and then ask how excited you are about these features. Go for it. Uh, Number one, the the first thing that they announced, improved ball physics. How do you feel about that? Isn't the ball physics supposed to improve every year? Just in general, you would think. Is that really like a back-of-the-box feature. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. It's like when they do with Master League improved transfers. Like, it, how, how many years in a row have we seen improved transfers this year, improved transfers this year? You no know, ball physics. Ball, that should be like a given, you know, that, that ball physics are going to be improved every year. So does it excite me? No. It, it, it was just an expectation that every year they're going to try to make advancements. So I don't know why that's in the PR lingo. But go ahead. Next question. Okay, I think that's going to be the answer you're going to have for a lot of these. But anyway, moving on. Uh, So number two, new first touch techniques. Um, makes me. I I saw some of the. uh, Some of the. Are they trying to take what FIFA was doing last year with some of the the different trapping first touches? It's like it's funny because it's like each game is trying to mirror one another. Oh, they came out with a new feature. Let me take that. FIFA sees. Uh, Pez had a new feature. Oh, let me take that. Um, so, I, I, I guess it, it can only help. Now, is it going to be? I, I've heard from people saying that sometimes, like certain first touches happen that are contextual that take you into an area that you weren't trying to go in. Um, if that makes sense, like if somebody's playing a ball towards you and you didn't expect them to take the ball a certain way. It was contextual. And now you're facing a different kind of a different way that you uh, originally wanted to face or something of that. So I don't know how that's going to work, if how that's going to affect the game. But, um, you know, 
hopefully it's better. Hopefully it improves the improves the game. But it's just funny how both EA and Konami just they're almost like mirroring each other. And you're not going to out FIFA FIFA. So at the end of the day, no, that's been my motto for a long time: is that you can't. If you're going to open a burger chain, then you're always going to be second to McDonald's. And trying to copy, you can copy them as much as you like. You can have an identical menu. But if then if you're both identical, why would you not go to the original? Why would you go to someone who's trying to right. copy it? So Or the one that has the biggest brand, AK, the more, most licenses. Why wouldn't, if you're going to copy someone or, or try to almost become mirror what your competitor is, and they have the bigger brand as well as more licenses. In this case, if we're talking about a video game. Why wouldn't you go to them? You know what I'm saying? Yes. The same for me. If you're coming along to make something different, if you're coming along to be the different game, the alternative choice, you have to do something that really makes you stand out as the alternative, not as right. the same, but slightly worse, but come by us anyway. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number three, finesse dribbling. Have you seen any videos of this? I have. Um, I, they, I just... I don't know why they keep doing. They keep messing with this stuff. The on the ball stuff is not the problem, you know. It it's fine, you know. It's it it was good, you know. It does this take it to another level? Maybe. Um, some people saying, you know, I saw Pez Pezsep, um, one of the Pro Evo YouTubers, um, was talking about how he's worried that it's it's going to be too easy. I think that was him who mentioned that that there's, uh, it's it's kind of easy to to use the. Uh, the the finesse dribbling and get around people so um you know that that could be a concern but it's, it's just once again it's like they're focused on stuff that's already a strength why aren't you focusing on improving weaknesses so moving on to you might think this is a weakness i thought it is so number four context sensitive kick accuracy now that i that i like because that was in previous games where Back in the day, if you're not facing a certain way and you try to pass the ball, it was going to be an inaccurate pass. You know, um, being off balance, things of that nature. That 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 stuff is probably the the some of the things that I like the most was just the off balance and how that's going to affect shooting and passing. Um, but now I'm hearing that it only affects shooting. I, I heard some people saying that they noticed it with shooting, not with the passing. I'm not entirely sure. But once again, shouldn't that already have been there you know what i'm saying like isn't that just like common sense if you're not facing a certain way and you try to kick you know pass the ball or shoot the ball like it's 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 going to be off target you know what i'm saying like it shouldn't that just already have been there it's it's what 2019 you know some of this stuff was in the the ps2 two games that's the frustrating part when you try to explain like we played stuff back in the day that was better and now you're coming up with these back of the box features that used to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's the frustrating part. Yeah, there's so much of it that is the ball is on rails and it's not affected. A kick isn't affected by the spin on the ball, the body position of the player, or anything like that. It is just perfectly. It's arrowed passes, arrowed shots. It's laser accuracy, left, right, and center. So yeah, you're right. It it shouldn't be like that as it is now. But I think in order to keep some sanity about this whole thing, you have to go, well, that is how it is now, and this is an improvement, this context-sensitive kick accuracy, right. fe- quote, feature. Um, so it's it's all good, I suppose. Uh, which brings us to number five, which is the inspire feature. Um, do you know about that? This idea that if you have a player with certain strengths, the players, the teammates around him react in different ways? Right. So how do you feel about that? Um, it sounds good. How is it going to affect gameplay in terms of, um, you know, tactically the game? You know, if you have your team set up a certain way, and now does this, what overrides what? Does this override the way your team's set up? You know, uh, I I, I mean, it, it, it sounds good. It's just you worry about, all right, how is this going to be implemented? You know, every time David Beckham gets the ball, are people going to be, it's just like a, if you have, you're playing a short passing possession game, every time David Beckham gets the ball, are people just going to bomb forward into space? Um, You know, every time a a player like Messi gets the ball and you play in an intricate 
ticky tacka say that's your tactic or whatever where people are, are are supposed to be close to you to play you know one touches and play triangle passing if Messi gets the ball does everybody just run away to spread out so he can dribble is that something that's going to happen every time you know what i'm saying so how does that affect how does that affect the gameplay the the, the tactics you know, is it going to be something that is a gimmick that's going to be, you know, redundant? So now everybody knows, you know, every, everybody knows what to expect. Every time a certain player gets on the ball, there's an expectation of I know exactly what's going to happen. Does that make sense? That's kind of where I'm at. Well, that's my concern is always if I hear the words, oh, Konami have introduced X or Y. So, for example, um, if they came along and said, oh, this year there's more fouls, which they, I don't believe they have said, but just say that that's that they did say that my first thought would be, okay, how have you implemented this? Is this just literally the system is the same as it is now, but every time that you touch another player, the code essentially tosses a coin, and if it's heads, then it's a foul, and if it's tails, it's not. The way that certain things are implemented, it's like the whole um, miskick stuff. Is the miskick based on the spin of the ball and the the body position of the player and surrounding players, uh, you know, putting pressure on him at a certain angle so he can only swing his foot a certain way, or is it literally going to be 50% of the time? It wouldn't be 50%. Right. Is it like a but rocks, you, you paper, know, scissors where it's like, oh, I'm going to decide one, two, three, shoot. It's, exactly. Who is, uh, what's the outcome? So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Whenever I hear that something has been implemented, I think, how have you implemented it? Rather than, rather than instantly going, that sounds great. My fear is that could be great as long as you've not done this. So. Right. Yeah, it's, it remains to be seen, I guess. And as you say, when it comes to the tactical scenario as well, if I've got a long ball player on the team and I've told the team to play short passing football, when he gets the ball, who do they listen to? So right. there's there's a lot that's yet to come out about it, I suppose. But um, it's, it sounds like there's, there's a lot of potential there. And it could make... It's one of those things where at the moment every game feels very, very similar. Every match has the same kind of flow. And this could drastically alter that but right it's it's how they implement it so um right that brings us to number six which is new defending animations where where you see the guy get hit in the nuts like over and over again is that the one of the, one of the animations <laughs> i think that's certainly one of the concerns um it's not the animations it's it's the awareness and positioning you know if the if they just if their whole if they came out this year and they didn't say any of this other stuff. And they literally just said, okay, we spent the whole year gearing up to PES 2020 working on the AI, it, AI positioning, AI awareness, um, you know, the tactical side of the game, and individual AI. So, you know, if some if Messi gets the ball in the final third, you know, he's a terror and, you know, you should be, you should be super scared. Just like, you know, back in the day, if, if somebody like Henri or, or Ronaldo got the ball, sometimes I would, I would, I remember playing against some of the top players and I would have, um, like, I would have like my defensive center mid and my, my center back all marking like Henri or, or, you know, Brazilian Ronaldo just to try to stop him or slow him down because they were, they were just, they, the exaggeration of how good they were was so greatly, um, felt in in a video game form, uh, and that over the years has definitely been lost. As it's been more about passing and how a team team ID and and you know playing Barcelona is just like pass 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 pass. They literally want to pass the ball into the net, where you know you miss that individual you know uh, style of of you know star players you know feeling like star players, especially in the attacking third. If that makes sense. Yeah, so this it's stuff like new defending animations. It's for me. You said earlier that like, about improved ball physics. Well, don't we get that every year? Shouldn't that be something that's improved every year? Right. And that's how I feel about new defending animations. It's well, yeah, of course you're going to increase the animations because it's a new game and you've had a year to work on this stuff. So right. it should just be part and parcel. Right. But um, anyway, that, that brings us on to. No, no, that's that's what I was saying. Like the the back of the back of the box features, the you know AI positioning, you know individual AI, along with you know uh, we we made more organic, dynamic AI depending on you know situational football, um, the way teams will change substitutions and tactics depending on if they're winning or losing, 
same in a, in a two-legged match, you know, like stuff like that. Like if, if that was the back of the botch feature, you know, the majority of Pez fans would be like, oh my God, this is what we've been waiting for because the ball physics are already pretty good. You know, the, the on the ball stuff is already pretty good. You know, um, it's really the, the off the ball stuff that is the, that is the concern. And it has been for years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that seems to be the opinion of a lot of other uh, Evil Web guys that I've been speaking to. Yeah. Um, so that brings us on to number seven, Deliberate Fouls. Now, I think this is the AI as well as the human player having a deliberate last-ditch tackle type button, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, um, I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> like, okay, it's... You want to put that in there? That's fine. I know it's part of the game in real life. You know, try to stop a counterattack and so forth. Um, but it really doesn't do anything for me if you're asking me that. I've just been doing some googling, and apparently, um, it's new animations. If you slide from behind or you press slide tackle when you're very close to the player, the game essentially interprets that as you want to do a deliberate foul. And so, yeah. But what if I wanted to break a guy's legs? I mean, <laughs> now it's now it's taken over my intent. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when they come up with these things the way that they're implemented again it, it's exactly going back to what i was talking about of you hear something and you think oh that might be okay as long as xyz and if that's how it's implemented then there it's if i was pressing slide tackle next to a guy mm-hmm. nine times out of ten i'm not going right i want to break the guy's legs i'm going right i want to win that ball and if it takes over and says actually given the um if this is a context sensitive arrangement that we've got here and i think you want to break this guy's legs then thanks very much my players got sent off when i was trying to get the ball it's works both ways so So that brings us to number eight which is new skills and abilities so your new kind of player cards one of the things i've seen just as an example again i'm going off what the trailer tells us and Mm -hmm. the trailer headline is new skills and abilities and one of the only examples i've found so far is that there's now a through pass skill Mm -hmm. card so yeah how do you feel about those um it's i mean are these skill cards essentially overwriting what the person's stats are do these do these stats really just not matter anymore and it seems like that's what it feels like it feels like a lot of the stats for a player don't even really matter it's it's what matters seems to be the skill cards if that makes sense I'll take us back to, um, we were talking earlier uh, about the review I did of PES 2018, a video review I did of that. Mm -hmm. And the Manchester City team I edited, I played Manchester City and it was like playing Barcelona times a million. It was great. And you can say that that's, you know, applies to real life. Um, So I thought, what would happen if I changed all of the attributes of these guys to put them to the very minimum? That's goalkeepers, outfield players, everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I play, replayed the match, it was exactly the same. Did uh, I didn't touch skill cards or anything like that. They, they right. were all kept as they were. Mm-hmm. So that says to me that, as you say, the player attributes, what's the point in them anymore? Right. And if you've got someone who's got a passing ability of, say, 50, but he's got the through pass player card, does that mean his through passes are the best passes in the world, but his short passes never make a target? How does that work? Right, right, right. Next one is uh, moving on to the Master League mm-hmm. announcements now. Number nine is Master League Legend Managers. I know that you're all over this and you love this, right? This is something that you were really hoping for. Yeah, come on now. Right, come let's, on. Get to the, let's get to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> I thought that might be your, uh, your answer. I should also bring up at this point that the PR said customizable manager models and they've had to, have you seen this? They've had to edit the website to say that uh, that's not true <laughs> and they've changed it just to say, oh, you can be legend manager. I did not see that. Uh, because someone is obviously, yeah, someone's mistranslated mm. something, obviously and they've had to uh, backtrack and go, oh yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, because we want, we're more worried about having legend managers instead of, you know, having a youth team or having different scenario modes or anything like that. Okay. Obviously, we all want to be Maradona. We don't care about anything. Else. Yeah, we all want to be a Maradona as a manager. Come on. So that brings us to number ten, which is Master League interactive dialogue system. Is it just going to be a bunch of cutscenes? That's the ma- that's the greatest. That's the major question. Because if it's just a bunch of cutscenes and nothing really matters, then the, 
I don't even know. <laughs> it's you know it's funny. You know it's funny. You you see a lot of a lot of FIFA players that aren't really used to Pez. They're they're all complaining about how career mode has gone stale, and they're like all looking forward to Master League. Look, they're gonna have a dialogue system. You know, you know, I'm gonna play Master League and not career mode. And it's funny as somebody who came from Pez who recently started dabbling in with FIFA. I'm like, wow, career mode's amazing. Like, it's one of those things where I guess career mode hasn't had any changes for a number of years, um, and people are upset that it's gotten really stale. But even with it not having a lot of changes over the past couple years, it's still 10 times better than anything Master League is offering. So I don't know what these FIFA players that are like, oh, I can't wait to, to get into Master League. I'm like, bro, are you sure you know what you're talking about here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's what frustrated me with this was that when the cutscenes were in FIFA, all the Pro Evo fans were pointing and laughing and going, oh, look, my God, you'll skip those after a minute. Look how bad they are. But some of those same guys are now going, wow, this means that we can have press conferences and talk to players and stuff, which is more than you can do in the manager mode in FIFA, I will say. But that. is it going to have... But in FIFA, in FIFA, even though you have... Um... You don't have the dialogue system. If you don't play certain players, you see they get like that red face where they're not happy. So you kind of have, you kind of know what's going on with your players if you're if you're not playing them or they're unhappy just by the smiley face or the sad face. Whereas in you know if the di- the dialogue system has to have some sort of ramifications and effects on the team. Like for example. The problem that I always had with the arrows recently in Pez is you could go in Master League, have a hat trick with somebody, and then the next week they have a down arrow. And you're like, I, I just scored a, a hat trick. He should be on fire. Why does he have a down arrow? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, is, it, is this stuff going to be superficial? Is it going to really matter? We'll see. I can tell you now that one of the screenshots of the Master League dialogue shows Maradona talking to the press and saying... We're going to play a cool, sportsman-like game of football. Which sounds like something that Maradona would say. If he if was high, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, again, quite realistic. <laughs> um, so, moving on, keeping with the Master League theme, at number 11, more realistic transfers in the Master League. Why is that even a feature? That should be just commonplace that every year you're going to try to make transfers more and more realistic. How many times have what I want to go back and look at the last like three or four press releases and how many times they talked about updated transfer system <laughs> in every press release the past like three or four passes. You know what I mean? I can tell you, I can <laughs> tell you now that they did announce more realistic transfers as a feature last year. And in fact, I don't know if you remember this. You are absolutely right. Boom, spot on. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember last year. Did you see the screenshot that was released pre-release uh, for Pez? I think it was 2019, uh, showing uh, Master League season. A screenshot of the menu. I think it was about halfway through the season. And then the top scorers chart at the bottom, you had Salah, Mane, and Firmino, all top scorers, and all playing for different clubs other than Liverpool. Yes, I remember that. And then, right, correct. Mysteriously. Um, it was announced, oh, sorry, we've released the wrong screenshot. Here's the right one. And everything else was exactly the same. But instead of them playing for you know West Ham, Paris Saint-Germain, and Burnley, they were playing for Liverpool. They think we're sheep. They think we're sheep. <laughs> so I would love to know more information about how, how that happened and where it came from, because I think their excuse at the time was, this is a QA tester who was just trying to test out what would happen if you sold all your best players or, or what have you. Right. But then everyone bought the game and went, no, it is still broken. This still happens. Yeah. That screenshot that you had on, that's our experience. Yeah. So how was that? I mean, it's obviously a Photoshop job. They've replaced those badges with the Liverpool badges and gone, oh, no, they're still there when they aren't. How does that happen? Where's that come from? Who authorizes that? And is this just the kind of future of keeping the Master League guys happy just to mm-hmm. shut them up, basically? I don't know. Oh, so you're going to let me rant and be yeah. slightly libelous yeah. and then not yeah. join in with it? I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you handle that, bro. <laughs> okay. Hashtag conspiracy. <laughs> just burn. I'll burn all my bridges. <laughs> Moving on. 
<laughs> Number twelve, the new celebrations. Again, come on, this is your thing. You are you're so excited. I can feel how excited you are about this. Your baby's crying in the background because she can't believe that you you would ever enjoy new celebrations as a feature in a Pro Evo. I think he said all that needed to be said. <laughs> I'm ready for question thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I believe I believe you are because question thirteen is new licenses. Division twos are back. Liverpool are gone. Man United are back, and potentially Juventus and Bayern. It, it looks pretty much confirmed. How do you feel about any of that? I mean, it's you know, it's good. More depth, you know. Uh, I mean, the more licenses, the better, right? I mean, given that the state of everything, uh, how EA gobbles everything up. You know, the more licenses you can licenses that you can get, the better. The more fake leagues for editors to to edit, the better. Um, so yeah, you know, um, can't hurt. That's as fair a, a judgment as any. I think it can't hurt. It's to me, it doesn't mean anything. Um, the division two being back does mean something actually, because there was this talk of it being a database issue that they got rid of the Italian division two and Spanish division two because there wasn't enough room in the database, and yet they put in the Scottish Premier League, the Russian Premier League, uh, all kinds of leagues around the world. Here's the thing, Chris. Here's the thing. None of this matters. Master League, the depth of Master League, none of it matters if the AI sucks and is repetitive. At the end of the day, like that's, that's what it all comes back to. You, know, you could have all the licenses in the world. If the, if the AI is redundant, you're going to eventually stop playing. You could have all the depth in the world in Master League with transfers and, and dialogue and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, if when you're actually playing the game and it starts to become repetitive and the AI starts having patterns and the same issues are happening over and over again, um, then you're, you're essentially going to, you're going to end up stop playing the game. You know what I mean? So it's it's all this other stuff. It's it's dandy, but it seems like they're missing the the thing that's going to have people keep coming back for more and more. Unless you're you're just uh, an online player, and that's you know that's the depth of the AI. I guess it's like FIFA, isn't it? All the licenses in depth manager mode, but if you haven't got the gameplay to back it up, you're going to go back to Pro Evo and hope that the gameplay exists there instead. Even if everything is much worse, I suppose it's um, not fact that the Master League is worse than manager mode, but to me it is because there's so much less depth to it. But you would still play that if the gameplay was better mm-hmm. than, than FIFA, if the, AI, if the AI was better than FIFA. So yeah. as you say, that's that's all that really matters. It, it is if the AI, because, you know, the thing with, with FIFA, and not to go off on a tangent, but the thing with FIFA is essentially if they ever really figured out proper ball physics and if they had the feel on the ball the way, you know, the way the controller feels in your hand when you're controlling players in Pez, if EA got that right, they ever figured that out, how to get that feeling, that the, the feeling of the weight of the players, the differences between you know a, a Cavani and a, and a Messi, if they ever got really that feeling right and it felt really rewarding controlling them um, in your hands, if they ever got that along with ball physics, with everything else that they have, I don't think I'd play Pez again. No. You know what I mean? You could argue that the graphics in Pro Evo are better. The stadiums are fantastic. The faces are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what a lot of people play for, actually. I, just as I'm making this argument to myself, I thought, actually, yeah, the counter-argument is everyone who plays on mobile and everyone who you see on social media raves about the faces and how good the faces are. So maybe maybe that is the key for the future of Pro Evo. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? Could be. So there's two features left. I won't keep you much longer. Number 14, match day mode. Have you heard about this? I have. Um, it's, uh, it's, I don't think it's for me, but I understand how, why they're doing something like that to kind of you know, grip people to have a purpose of, of playing the game online and trying to, what they would pick somebody to represent Inter and pick someone to represent AC Milan, and then they would play together and it would be like broadcasted live or something. Isn't that, I, I think that's what it is, right? I think, uh, what it is is that you if it's as you say it's inter versus ac you pick which team that you support in quotes right and then if you play online it could be anything it could be uh, arsenal against Aston villa or something and then if you win then it's a point to the team that you uh, voted for and if you lose then it isn't i think that's how it works essentially okay um i i guess they're trying to make 
right like those big matches every week more engaging online so from an online standpoint i see what they're trying to do it's probably a mood i'm never gonna play but you know that's just you tell them logan <laughs> that's how we feel about it as well exactly <laughs> finally and this this is the big one this is the big feature this is the the big feature that they say for the end of the trailer ronaldinho ronaldinho's back he is motion captured to perfection he plays like ronaldinho how do you feel about that uh i actually if if they were incorporated into master league i would buy some um I do like that stuff because I'm a nostalgic guy, and I remember playing with him back in the day. And you know, I would love for them to have Brazilian Ronaldo and Burkamp, but they're all locked up with EA. I do like it from a nostalgia standpoint. You know, it's cool to play with Maradona. It's playing with Tati. Um, you know, I like that stuff, so I'm I'm cool with that. That is not the response I was expecting. What were you expecting? I was expecting. Why does it matter? Why does these legends are great to play online and everything, but to announce a player as a feature, I can't imagine FIFA going, okay, FIFA 20, here's our new features. One, uh, we've got Alan Shearer. Well, I get what you're saying now in terms of announcing it as a feature. I get it. Um, I was just looking at it from the perspective of, you know, the more legends, the better that I like, but not to be announced as an actual feature of the game. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I understand why people are... For me, if there were classic teams, that, that's the thing I've never really got past. Um, if you're playing online, I understand that you want classic Shearer next to classic Zidane next to classic Henri or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But for me, as an offline player, it would be another world if it was play with the Liverpool team that won the FA Cup in the early 1980s. Yeah, see, that would be cool. If they had classic teams, that'd be cool. That I would be really into, because then it's the whole, how does that team play together? What are their strengths and weaknesses? Whereas for me, one legend to put in your team who doesn't play football anymore, for me, that ruins the emotion of, here I am playing a Mm -hmm. 2019-2020 season, and I've just bought Henri or whoever it might be. It kind of, yeah, it doesn't work for me, but I understand that it works for for other people. But anyway, I have one last thing, one final question for you. Pick the three words that describe Pez to you, what it means to you, and the kind of... For me, it's, it might sound silly, but it's, it's had quite, a, it's quite an important impact on my life. It bonded me with my, uh, my dad and my brother-in-law when I was younger. It was something that we all played together, and it strengthened football knowledge that I had, even. Um, I am a, you know, an avid football fan, and it, it meant quite a lot to me. And I realized that you know, some of the guys I've been talking to, it's, I was talking to Rock Strongo, and he said that he was introduced to Pro Evo through a kid that he worked with. Um, one of the kids was like, this game is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that's how he came to Pro Evo. And he just was told by this kid, hey, come play this. And he did. And he was like, wow, that's, that's really good. And he was a football fan. So it's, for some of us, it's been there for you know, for a long time, and for some of us, mm-hmm. it's just a fun game to play with friends. So, if there were three words that could describe Pez to you, what would those three words be? Oh, man, uh, I would say brilliant, disappointing. Uh, I'm trying to think of a of a word in between brilliant and disappointing to capture <laughs> the brilliance of the past, the the disappointment. Or I was going to say, like, um, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. It's just, you know, you have the brilliance of the past, and then kind of like the you had a disappointment period, and now you have this period of mediocrity where it's like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. You know, they, they do certain things that are like, oh, yes. And then they do other things where you go, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And that's kind of, so it's hard to... Almost, yeah, like one step forward, two steps back is kind of, you know, where where I guess you're, we're at, or at least where I'm at, kind of with the with the series. Okay, well, it's three words, so I'll give you one step and forward, and then everyone knows the rest of that phrase. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, that's that's about it. That's everything covered. Thank you very much for taking the time out, and I'm sorry to have kept you from your uh, kids for this long. No, it's all good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. No, I had a blast. Do I have to do this again? Wait a minute, what are you still doing here? This podcast ended three seconds ago. Actually, it's probably a bit more than that. But anyway, seeing as you're still here, just a reminder that if you want to leave a voice message for us that's related to this episode, whether there's something that you really strongly disagreed with and we've ruined your day, or whether there's something that you want to thank us for being able to put into beautiful words, seeing as myself and my guest this week are such excellent wordsmiths, then leave us a voice message. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash evo dash web. That's still too much punctuation. That's anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash Evo dash web. I'm not spelling that bit out for you. You should know how that's spelt by now. And now, back to bed. Night-night, everybody.